Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Clay Groves, the Chief Executive Fish Nerd from the Fish Nerds Podcast. This week, we are releasing an older episode, episode number 42. This one features Brad Close. Now, Brad, we met at, uh, gosh, one of the, I think the Rockingham Expo years and years ago, and he invented a, a lure called the Turbo Weedless Spinner. Uh, and the reason we're releasing this show again is because uh, Nancy, his wife, contacted us and let us know that Brad died. And Brad was a big friend and fan and listener of the show. Uh, we liked him an awful lot. Uh, I, on a personal level, just thought he was one of the most generous, kind people I've met. Uh, great dad. Uh, just super nice. I, I really, really liked him. And I really enjoyed his product. I just caught fish using his weedless spinner. And I would have liked him even if I didn't catch fish. Uh, but it, the whole thing is just... He was he was just a little bit older than me, and so when this happens, it, you really kind of realize how important it is to remember to uh, you know hug people close to you. And I wanted just to, to all listeners out there to let you know that I appreciate you, I love you, I'm glad you're part of the show, and I hope you enjoy this older episode featuring uh, now the late Brad Close, uh, a friend of the show. And uh, hey, we'll miss you, buddy. But we're just—we don't. I don't know what to say when this happens. But just let's lots of love out to Brad and your family. Um, enjoy this show. Five, four, three, two, Somebody's heart. one, zero. Hello and welcome. Wow. <laughs> and now on with the show. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It is the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I am Dave. And I am Clay. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game, and it's a good bet that my dog will interrupt this podcast with her new squeaky toys. (laughs) Oh, very nice, very nice. What's your dog's name? Ruthie. Ruthie. Yeah. Very good. My kids bought her squeaky toys today. Oh, so. that's nice. That what, what what do you have there? It looks like a ice uh, an ice cream cone. <laughs> Ruthie, <laughs> Ruthie was in the uh, latest video from uh, Clay Groves Productions, right? That's right. Catch them all, LLC. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to protect the innocent, right? That's right. That's right. That's um, <laughs> We have stanky bait buckets full of things to talk about today. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing all the things we have to talk about today. Right. Um, we we caught up with Brad Close of Turbo Weedless Spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool. It's great talking with him. You know, I one of the reasons, I found out why I like him, I think. Because he's got Indiana roots. Hoosier roots. Yeah, you like those people who are far from the ocean. I do, and I, I like that during the interview, we actually talked about a, a place that we had a shared knowledge of, and it's, you know, what are the chances that we come out here to move to the Northeast, I live in New Hampshire, he lives in Massachusetts, right? Right. And uh, and then, but we ended up going in the summers to this same lake, Lake Wawasee. I know, and you, I just felt left out of the conversation. Yeah, well, and my ego that, can't that was... take too many more of those kind of conversations. Like, what about me? <laughs> what about Clay? 
I just um, want to be loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> well, you have a chance to talk in this podcast because not only did we catch up with Brad, but we will talk about fishing underwater, which is a, I, I know it's something that you've been trying to do. Uh, and, and you've been designing equipment I to have. do it. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, I have a uh, interesting story about purchasing things from the online angling uh, company Fish USA. And, are they our uh, new sponsor? They are not our new sponsor, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, and wrecked another one. And then we're going to talk about our shark fishing trip. Uh, hey, That's we today, got, right? We went shark fishing yes, today. We did, it's as if we didn't go, mm. um, which we didn't. Um, but uh, we'll talk about what happened with our fish, uh, with our shark trip. And then we have Fish Nerd Swag, hats, hats, hats. Oh, we'll yeah. Hats. Uh, and then another reoccurring segment that we're, we're liking a lot is Great Moments in Fishing History. Mm. You need to add we'll some talk- echo effect to that. History. I, you know. I'll do that. Here, I'll, I'll try it again. Ready? There. Great, Great moments in fishing history. history. See? That was impressive, huh? Very, very echoey indeed. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and this week we'll be talking about the first plastic worm. Ooh. And then we have a couple fish in, <clears throat> excuse me, fish in the news. I'm going to die here. <laughs> <clears throat> and, is that from uh, the um, the fishnerds.com newsroom? <clears throat> it is. We've uh, we've we've got synergy. We have Good. synergy now yeah, with we, our podcast world and our web world. Yeah, we've redesigned. We now have our very own <clears throat> Fish Nerds Nation news department. Yes. Yeah, and if two you go to full-time Fish staffers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Katie Couric is actually on staff. Really? Um, she she uses a pseudo name. Um, she, she just says she's Dave, but it's Katie Kirk. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> her voice is so different too. <laughs> I know. But, uh, but, but anyway, kind of yeah. cute, kind of cute still. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, uh, that's the show. It's going to be a big one. Well, let's do it. Brad Close with Turbo Weedless Spinners. Uh, we met Brad a couple years ago, I guess, and uh, what an interesting guy. He, he's got a real entrepreneurial heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is the inventor and the producer of the Turbo Weedless Spinner. And right. we caught up with him uh, to hear the latest about what's happening with the lures. Brad, how are you? I'm doing very well, Dave. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm good, too. I'm good, too. Thanks for asking. Clay, how are you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, thanks Thanks so much. Time. It has been a long time. And, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a long time. We've been talking about, I think for about a year, you and I have been talking about getting you on the show. And then finally this afternoon, I forget, you emailed me with something, and I said, hey, what are you doing tonight? And you, I said, come on the show, and you said you'd come on, and we're happy to have you. Uh, and I've been fishing with your lures this summer. How do you like them? I know you've tested the old ones from last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I sent you some of the new ones that I've been mm-hmm. experimenting with. 
Right. So let me describe the lure to our listeners. So the first lure you sent me, it's a silicone body. It's kind of conical shape, but it's twisty. So it spins in the water, and it has a treble hook on it and like trailers on it. And it's weedless. You can chuck it right into heavy weeds, and it doesn't snag or anything. And then the new one you sent me is the same, but it has that, like, what's it called? Pentapus? It's a pentapus. Yeah, so it has, like, it looks like a big squid. Um, I haven't I haven't fished that one as much as the original ones. And the original ones, I've been able to catch smallmouth bass with pretty regularly, which I'm, which I'm happy with. And the, the bigger one I've been throwing in the ocean, hoping to get a striped bass, but they haven't hit it yet. So, But I like how it looks. It's just very cool looking, all rubbery and gooey. It reminds me of the uh, old wacky wall walkers from when we were kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I play with those. <laughs> yeah, so your pentapus uh, attachment looks like a wacky wall walker on the back of your spinner. And if you want to see what these look like, you can go to uh, turboweedlessspinner.com. And you'll see a whole gallery of what we're talking about. You probably should check that out while you're listening to the show. Now, Brad, I um, I also tried out some of the lures that uh, that you shared with us, and, and Clay actually uh, was was generous. He's usually greedy about all the free stuff that we get. Uh, I don't. I, see n- that I never share. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually he passed some of your lures on. I have a request. Um, can you make turbo treeless spinners? <laughs> you know, the only thing, and that's what a few of my clientele, and um, tell me, I can throw it right in the woods. The only time I get is I wrap the line around the tree. I'm like, yeah, I have the same problem. Then I got to kayak over there and unwrap it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. When you do, I'm, I'm all over that, so that's good. <laughs> Um, oh, so, so that's good. So what, what's the latest development in the uh, turbo weedless spinner world? I've concluded my research, and I, it takes me months. It took me two months, and it took me a month and a half to look at this squid after I met Mark Dove from Flippet Bay Company in South Carolina. And I've come to the conclusion, people said, what is it? Well, it's a squid. Obviously, look at a squid to me. It might work in the ocean as a bigger but I finally, last evening's conclusion I came to was that that tenopus on the back of the delivery system, which being the turbo, with the treble hook embedded or not embedded, it's, you know, it's sitting there ready to get any fish, but it's a nest of leeches, multiple leeches swimming together, because I've been bringing it back to the bath at incredible slow speed, playing with the cat. And they're all over it. I mean, it's a bass every time. I got kids hanging up. Oh, Trump. That's why I'm concluding that part of the research. You know, it's interesting. I, I've seen more and more of those lures that represent schools of bait. So not only the minnows where you see those um, umbrella rigs that have four or five of the jigs rolling. That's really interesting that you have basically a, a leech umbrella going on. Yeah, in, in a compact delivery system. You know, and then people say, well, it's a rat. It looks like a rat. Well, yeah, maybe it does if you're, you know, bringing it across the top. Maybe it's um, a frog, you know, when I hit it, but the lily pad's just right. Or, you know, you can pluck off those tails and you can have two. But I'm, and I got to thinking last night, and I 
it's a group of leeches. A group of leeches. Are root leeches school up? A school, you know how, have you ever watched leeches? How they swim through the water like a ribbon? I'll tell you a story real quick. So I was hiking with my mother-in-law up in New Hampshire, and we got up in the, on the Kankamagas Highway. We found this pristine mountain lake. And she says, oh, I'm going to go walk in the, in the water and take my picture. And I said, okay. And I, I grabbed her camera, and she takes her shoes and socks off, and she walks out into the water. And I notice dozens and dozens of leeches swimming towards her feet. And so, of course, I did what any good son-in-law would do, which is say nothing. And let her keep wading in the water because it was making me happy. And so, so, uh, so she waded out to about her knees, and I'm laughing and crying so hard because I'm laughing. And my wife finally asked me what I was laughing at, and I said, "Look in the water at her feet." And uh, there was just piles of leeches all over her feet, and it brought me great joy, you know. So, so yes is the answer to your question. <laughs> Wow, you're a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> They're harmless. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I've used them personally for medical um, treatment in the hospital before in the past. See, I was doing her a favor. Thank you. See, I mean, it's painless bite. I'm a hero. I cured her lack of leech foot. <laughs> so you're familiar with the leeches traveling in packs. I guess I am. I never considered it until you said it, and then I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, there it is. So hey, when, you, when I'm when I'm when I'm fishing this turbo squid thing, should I be ripping it fast through the weeds, or should I be going real slow? Should I put a weight in the front of it? What should I be doing with this thing to catch more fish? Well, I got my research, and I'll write a whole paper on it. Not a paper, but I'll do a blog on my blog, but um, which has been running around in my head. I always got stuff in my head, new ideas. But anyways, I didn't run it slow. Now I drift fish a lot, so I'm really, I mean, the wind's going to cause a definite um, and necessity for using a little bit more weight. You know, if, I, if I'm drifting fast, you know, so I'll put a bullet weight, nothing fancy. I'd go with the steel. And so I was doing tungsten last year until the pipe, you know, about it made me go broke on tungsten. But, right. but um, <laughs> so yeah, steel bullet weight. All from a quarter ounce ish up to about a half when it's really windy. Mm. But I prefer the non windy days when I can see the weeds and the little pockets in there, and I'll let it fall down in there. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've been catching most of them. Yes, the other day I did hit a couple on top water fast, popping it and buzzing it. I just want to make sure that aspect didn't lose any. I guess leech just can travel light speed too. I guess I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that video that you produced, I saw a video of the uh, of the lure going through heavy weeds. That is a really effective video, I think. I think so. Well, I, we put on many hats, and Nancy, you know, and I, with me hanging out, and the GoPro, I mean, geez, without the GoPro, how would you do that? You know, and I had mm. so much weed on my arm, it was like 100 pounds, I think, and I'm not into <laughs> videography, I guess. It came out really good. Well, uh, Brad, I, I totally admire your... Um 
boy, just American ingenuity as you're as you're figuring this out. The we we do a history of great moments in fishing history. We've started this segment, and this week we're going to be talking about the first plastic worms, and those started in a basement in Ohio. So uh, you're right on track to to having the next plastic worm uh, <laughs> lure out there, uh, starting it in the right way. What I think is cool is that I can take the south, which I've gone to the south, and I've gone to the north. You know, the north is big spinnerbait, right? We yeah. like spinnerbait for everything up here. I like spinnerbait, so I grew up in the north. But you go down south, they like their plastic. By combining the two and providing a multifunctional lure, yes, I think we can go far with it. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. The northeast is all about the MEPS spinner-style stuff, and... Uh, Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So, Brad, when we have folks uh, on the podcast, we like to deliver a bit of a quiz. Okay? Oh, no. So, oh, no, yes. <laughs> so, this quiz, the, there's an interesting story behind this quiz in that we had prepared it for um, a guest that, because we had audio difficulties, we couldn't deliver it. Um, and... The reason we prepared it for that person is that his company was very similar to the name of a pharmaceutical company. So as, as we were putting the quiz together, we decided, oh, you know, we, we ought to make something to do with drugs with this guy. So you've inherited this quiz. <laughs> so, so what this quiz is, is uh, it's a lure quiz. And be, I will mention three lures. And there'll be either a, a, an actual name of a lure, like from a company, or a style of lure. And then there'll be a one of the uh, another name. So two names are lures. One name is going to be the street name of a drug mm. or a dr- drug paraphernalia. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. And so your job is to is to point out which one is not the lure, i.e., which one's the drug. <laughs> All right, so let's try well, question and, and, number and, one. And Brad, Brad has an advantage, right? Brad, you, you, um, you've been a nurse, right? Correct. Yeah, so you might know oh. all this stuff. Oh, he's going to ace this thing. He better ace this thing. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Maybe I've done right, so Question number one. Here are your three names. Curly Tail Grub, Goofballs, or Daredevil? Well, I'm supposed to pick the two that I've used before? No. <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to just just pick the one that's a drug. The goofballs. Yeah, yeah very good, goofballs. Uh, <laughs> very good. Question number two. Mogies, sluggos, or Swedish pimples? Oh, man. What was the first one? Mogies. Mogies. I know the second one's not. The third one was what? Swedish pimple. I don't know. I'm going to go with the first one being the drug. <laughs> yes, Mogies. It's a. It's apparently a tranquilizer. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Very good. All right. So you got some. You're, you're two for two here. This is great. Question number three: A Senko, a deadly dick. Or a red devil? A deadly dick. <laughs> you think the deadly dick's a drug? I don't know. What was the last one? 
Red Devil. Oh, Red Devil. No, yeah, Red Devil, no. Yeah, it's probably a drug. Yep, Red, Red, Red Devil's a drug. Okay, we were the Red Devils. When we were kids, my brother and I were bad boys, and we played baseball. Oh. Our team was the Red Devils. Oh, uh, well, we'll do two. We'll do two or three more. There's, At least it, your, there's twenty-seven your more, Dave. <laughs> oh my gosh! At least the team wasn't called the Deadly Dicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm on that team. <laughs> All right. Question number four: Speedball, bitter beetle spin, or rattle trap? Well, that would be the eight ball. Uh, Speedball, yes. Speedball is a a mixture of cocaine and heroin. Not a good thing. Those are those are horrible drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Mess you up. Um, All right, we'll do we'll do two more here. A a power hitter, a flutterfish, or a panther martin. Well, panther martin's a company. Um, (laughs) A flutterfish. Yeah. Is that what you said? Four. Yeah, a flutterfish or a power hitter? Oh, man, I think a power hitter is probably like a bong, right? Yeah. So let's right. go with that one. Let's go with that one. All right. You're right. You're unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, so far you're acing all these. We'll do one more here. Let me find Let me find a good one. Um, mm, do you do much fly fishing? No, you're going to stump me there. I don't know. Yeah, hit him with that, that one. All right, you're going to get that one. All right, so a Miss Emma, a Dahlberg Diver, or Lefty's Deceiver? Dahlberg Diver. Ah, Dahlberg Diver is actually a lure. It's a it's a fly. A Miss Emma is apparently slang for morphine. Ah, what is ah. it? What was Miss it? Emma <laughs> is morphine, I guess. Oh, I never uh, heard of that. Right. Yeah, no, a, a Dalber diver, I think, is uh, if I remember right, it's like deer hair, kind of in a backwards funnel, and it shoots shoots underwater. <laughs> uh, so very good. Regardless, you you've totally won. So congratulations. We'll uh, woo, we'll let you on. Our, we'll let you be on our show. That's what you've won. Awesome. <laughs> it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, well, that was hey, good. Yeah, it was. That was very good. good. Hey, uh, Brad. So, how can uh, our listeners get hold of your lures, and where can they find you? When? Now. <laughs> well, I can't make any lures. The power's out. Well, yeah, I mean, tomorrow. He, yeah, he, he was saying that a storms went through and knocked out the power, so he's not making lures now at all. Oh, well, good night off. I'm I'm really worried, and there's people waiting for him, and the power's out, and I didn't. I could. Oh my gosh! What am I gonna do? I can make them. They can find me on my website. It's www.turboweedless.com. There's three S's in there. Or Facebook. People message me on Facebook. Yeah, and we'll put links up on our website, and of course, we've shared it on Facebook a number of times. So. Uh, Brad's easy to get hold of, easy to talk to. So make sure you visit TurboWithThisSpinner.com and find him on Facebook and uh, tell him hi. Thanks so much, Brad, for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Brad. Hey, it was great. Thanks for playing this. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'm, we're so happy that Brad t- took the time uh, during his busy thunderstorm power outage schedule to talk with us tonight. 
And if you would like to get hold of Brad, as you heard, you can go to TurboWeedlessSpinner.com. There are three S's in a row in that word, so don't let that confuse you. Or just uh, go to Facebook and look for Turbo Weed the Spinner and hit that like button and tell Brad that you want to uh, check out his lures. I've got a story, Clay. You do? I have a story about hubris. About who? Do you know... Do you know what hubris is? Hubris is the bone on your arm next to your tibia <laughs> and your fibia. Of course I know it is. <laughs> I used to be a science teacher. Yeah, that's true. Not, not an English teacher, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> hubris is when you're full of yourself. Oh, that's us. The- Yes, that is. That was always the undoing of all the Greek tragedies was some doofus had hubris, and that did him in. And uh, I had a healthy dose of hubris this last week. Oh, I love Let me tell story. you a story. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Get so comfortable, I, folks. Pour a beer. I, <laughs> relax and listen closely. It's a, it's a story of me besmirching the good name of Fish USA. So, <laughs> did you say um, besmirching? Besmirching, yeah. I guess yeah. it's just smirching. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the uh, Fish USA, I decided to go buy a telescopic fishing rod. Um, you, you ever just get kind of like, I want it now kind of thing. So you just jump online and you look for what you want. You find the price and you buy it, right? Absolutely. Do it all the time. Because I know, I know you had some to lend me. Yeah, I had one to and give you. I know. And then what do I do? I, I try to buy one for... For, for seven bucks, right? So, um, but anyway, so I, I check it out, and Fish USA has a good deal on this. It's a Eagle Claw, Eagle Claw telescoping rod. I think it's five foot six inches spinning short. spinning rod. Yeah, short little guy, and which would be perfect for my purposes because um, I needed fishing? something to. Yeah, urban fishing. I needed something to fit in my backpack, and it was going to be perfect. So I, I wait and I, I get it after several days. It shows up and I open the packaging and oh, I'm really excited, right? It's, it's a new rod, new fishing equipment. There's nothing better than that. I open up the telescoping rod. I'm liking it. It's got a good feel. It's, got, it's, it's not it, too wiggly. It it's pretty solid. It is yellow. It's the Eagle Claw yellow, right? I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, I'm very happy with it. And then I go to close it. And I guess technically the advertising for the rod didn't say it was – you could close it. It just said it was telescoping. So it opened but not close. Right. Mm. <laughs> so I opened this thing. It had three or four segments and the, the last two segments seized, just like – just rock solid seized. And I've owned telescoping rods for, for years. We used to call them Jayhawkers growing up. And – um I, I knew how you gently kind of bump them to, to, to get that seize sections out. You don't want to break the, the sections. You don't want to do all that. Um, so I started working on this thing. And there's nothing worse than getting new equipment and having it mess up. Right? Really? Yeah. And I just got <laughs> – and so as I'm working on this, finally one of the segments 
gave way, so I was able to, to collapse a little bit more, but I had the last one. As I was working on it, the eyelet at that thing just fell off. Clunk. And I went, all right, well, all right, I, I can live the, with that. Was, it, I, was the eyelet on the very top or one of the middle eyelets? It was one of the middle ones. Really? That yeah. So the that's, that's, I know. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. But I thought, you know, all right, it's it's an inexpensive rod. I can live with this. I can glue it back. I Everything I own has glue on it somewhere. Right. And I, I can live with this. So then I uh, was working on it again, and then the top fell off. The, the top rod tip eyelet fell off. Mm-hmm. And it fell off and shot across my shed. And I went, okay. And, now, and, I, and <laughs> so, I've seen your shed. That means it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, all right, well, I'm at least going to get this thing unseized because I, I have extra rod tips. I could put one of those on if I really need it. So I'm working on it, and then the butt end of the rod fell off and rolled underneath my, my workbench. <laughs> that was it. I, I blew a gasket, right? I right. was like, what? You know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so then what do I do? I jump on the USA website and go right to the review section, right? Oh, and no. I, I, I'm seething with snark. I've got so much snark going, it's just pathetic. And I get on there and I say, well, you know, and I give it one star rating. Oh, and, no. And I just it. found it. I just, <laughs> you gave it a one fish. Can I read it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> 100% failed product pending customer service fail. <laughs> That's your title. This is Dave from New Hampshire. <laughs> it has been a long... I'm going to do my impression of you. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, it has been a long time since I have... I, I did the worst Dave impression. Never mind. I'm not it's, it's, it's been a long time since I have been this disappointed in a product. I should not have expected much from this inexpensive rod, but I think a single use is reasonable. That's fair. <laughs> now, let me ask this. Did you do this before you even talked to customer service? Yes. Uh, this is just a, a dick uh, move. It's a total dick move. Yeah, okay. Total. Let me finish. I mean, I, I'm ashamed. I, I unpacked the item and extended the telescoping rod. It looked great, and I was very excited to try it out today, later today. I went to collapse a rod, and the top two sections seized. No worries. A little effort should free them up. So, so far, you're being positive. You know. I, have, <laughs> I have owned telescoping rods for years, and I know they can be tricky. They're not that tricky. <laughs> They're not supposed to be tricky, Dave. I gently, I gently tried to free the rod so it would uh, work as advertised, knowing that the fragile fiberglass might break. Well, the rod did not break. But everything else did. The eyelet at the junction fell off, but I figured if, if this section ever freed up, I could re-glue that and live with it. Then the top eyelet fell off as I was trying to jolt the sections loose. When the bottom fell out, the little plastic plug that says made in China, it was the last straw. <laughs> See, that, that was a little racist dig there. <laughs> I saw that. I was waiting for that. Uh, I gathered up all the packing material and prepared to return it. I was surprised... To not see a return label like I do with Cabela's or Amazon. Come on. <laughs> I checked the return <laughs> policy and it saws. You've got some typos in here. You might be angry. Uh, and it saws that returns must not be used or broken. I call customer service who did not apologize and made me feel like I was inconveniencing her. And she said she would have to have someone call me. 
We will wait to see if they make this right. I am an active blogger, podcaster, and admin of a fishing Facebook page with 10,000 fans. Believe me, if they screw me over on this, they will know about it. Do you know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it wasn't one of my best moments. All right, hang on. (laughs) Pros, fast shipping. Okay. Cons. Seized up, not functional, components fell apart, iffy customer service, best uses, maybe to steak tomatoes. <laughs> Great. Oh, so, oh, um, the worst, I know, it's terrible. Do the worst part of I this. <laughs> I'm Dave. I am 50% How- of the fish nerds. <laughs> dare you how dare you oh, man it's like the longest review they got like they must have got an email going you have a new review yay we got a new review oh shoot who's this guy i hate being oh, besmirched a... <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh dear. So, yeah i know oh. i know the well the worst thing is that so the initial customer service, the the woman that made me feel like I was inconveniencing her. Maybe you were. Turn, turns out she's just a big mass calling director. Like she has no idea that she, this is even a phishing-related call. Right. She's a she's, call center. She's a call center. And so then I, I uh, she said, well, we'll have somebody call you. And that that's what got me going. It's like, oh, why can't you just talk to me? Why are you having somebody call me? Because um, she can't talk to you. <laughs> That's right. She so so learned how to speak English at a kiosk in India. <laughs> but uh, so Tim from Pennsylvania at Fish USA gives me a call up. Tim is a really nice guy and uh, was very calm <laughs> and talked me through it. And um, it's, uh, the, well, the other thing that got me razzed up is that when I was reading the return policy, it basically said – um, you can return anything that we can put back in the package and and resell. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if it that's breaks, a terrible, you know. that's a terrible policy to write. <laughs> it's a terrible policy. That's to a, write. If it's broken, you can't. Too bad. You're out of luck. Yeah. Um, but Tim, you know, he did the troubleshooting. He did all the stuff he was supposed to do, and he said, "All right, we will. You, we have. You have two choices. We could replace it, and we could replace it, or we could just refund your money." And uh, I'm like, ah, just refund the money. I, I don't have faith in the product. It's not his fault. Right. Um, and then I apologized to him. I said, all right, so you might see a review <laughs> come through with me being a little upset. And <laughs> I just want to say that I feel bad about it because Tim did did it right. And uh, Fish USA is, uh, is okay in my book because mm. they came through and, and was, was reasonable, very knowledgeable, and uh, and did it right. So um, I'm I'm the jerk in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I always like I sell stuff online all the time, and and it makes me crazy when people write a bad review before they talk to me. Like yeah. that, I think what kind of jerks would would not even give me a chance to give good customer service before they? Would, and you're that kind of jerk. I, I am that kind of jerk. Well, the problem is you you worry that you lose the fire, you know, if yeah. you wait too long. Yeah, that's true. You would, but you know, you know, maybe an hour. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, I gotta I think say, that's a good policy. I have shopped from Fish USA a whole bunch of times, oh. and 
and the shipping is almost day after. It, like, it's I very everything. fast. I, I think I got my auger from them, um, and they're great. And uh, they're selling the same stuff everyone else sells, good prices. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they forgive you. <laughs> Do you know I who think... I am? Did you tell? Did you tell <laughs> what was the guy's name we were talking to? Tim. Tim. Did you tell Tim? Hey, Tim. I, I I'm a fish nerd. No, I did no, not. Good. I did not identify our brand in the uh, situation. All right. Now they probably are listeners to our show. <laughs> you know, one of our. Uh, so fans. anyway, so, yeah, I, I, apolo- I apologize to Fish Nerd Nation. I apologize to Fish USA. It was a low point. It was a rough day. Uh, you know, I apologize. Uh, yeah, so you can go to fishusa.com and you can search for Eagle Claw Telescoping Rod to read Dave's, from New Hampshire, Dave's review. Uh, worst ever. <laughs> Hey, Dave. Hey, what? I have, a, I have a snorkel. You, you do? A snorkel? I do. I have a snorkel. And I was, I was looking what, what, at my... Wait, 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 real, real quick. Snorkel. Snorkel. What a great name. Hey, I, it is a good... <laughs> who came up with that? I don't know. And, and, and even worse, who came up with the spelling of snorkel? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, every time you ever type the word snorkel, you're going to think it's spelled wrong. <laughs> That's true. Because it's it's spelt phonetically when everything else is not. So when you think of words that end in that old sound, yeah, nickel, you know, yeah. snorkel, you think L-E. <laughs> but snorkel right, is but... S-N-O-R-K-E-L. Yeah. Snorkel. So anyway, I have a I have one of those. Yes. Anyway, that's all. sorry. I was just I was just taken by that word. Anyway, it's, a, go ahead. It's, it's a good word. It's a nice word. But I have one of those, and I was I was I've been I've been wanting to get in the water with it and do some videotaping with my GoPro, and I was struggling mm-hmm. with trying to hold the camera and not drown at the same time. <laughs> so I, that's yeah. I, I went online looking at GoPro mounts for snorkels, and like eighty bucks to mount your GoPro. Bucks. Yeah, you can buy a snorkel mask with a GoPro mount on the top of it for eighty bucks. Oh wow. I know, and I had a budget of thirteen cents. So, <laughs> so there's a delta there. Yeah. So I and, I and I went to so I went to the hardware store and I bought a a single screw that mm-hmm. was threaded for the same threading that you might find on a um, on a tripod. Yeah, I think it's like quarter inch. I think. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, and I just glued it, super glued it to the top of my snorkel mask. Nice. That's all I did. And then so my GoPro has a attachment for, for a tripod, and I was able to put that on my mask and go snorkeling. And I was trying hard to snorkel and fish underwater at the same time. The goal wow, was Wow, that's Yeah, the goal was to cast the line underwater, catch a fish, and release it all without coming out of the water. Wow. And I, I tried it for for two days a few days ago. So yeah, two days in a row. Really hard. <laughs> really hard. I was able to find fish. I was able to get fish to look at my bait, but yeah. they also were looking right at me and going, "Yeah, look at that giant thing floating over me." And I, I could not get them to bite the bait. <laughs> wow, really and casting tough. must be kind of hard. Uh, what I did was I would just let line out and swim backwards. Oh, 
So nice. I'm going to stay where I was, and they would kind of go out, or I'd be in deep enough water where I can just kind of feed line down and yeah. jig. Yeah, casting yeah. is hard. A few times I'd pop my hand in the water and cast over the water, and then like I'll sink down, and I would reel a lure in that way. That's nice. That's yeah. Nice. But well, I, I, I couldn't catch any fish. <clears throat> well, I saw some of the video, um, and I guess it wasn't you with the gear, but it was you swimming around logs and things, and it looks like there were some good trout. Swimming. Well, hang on, well, because I was fishing in the lake first. I, I was, you know, I, mm-hmm. at the summer camp I work at, I have a pontoon boat, and I take oh, all the kids yeah. fishing, so, like, I, I bring the kids on the pontoon boat away from the waterfront director's sight line. This is important detail, because the waterfront director would not approve of the counselor <laughs> in charge of a bunch of kids jumping off the boat. So... Because <laughs> I'm in charge of all these kids. <laughs> right. So after I'm, so I go, you know, around the corner on the lake from where he can see me, and then I jump in the water and <laughs> I, say, you, I yell up, "You guys keep fishing! I'm going to snorkel around your lines and see if I can get some <laughs> fish pictures." So I, I actually got some really good underwater uh, fish pictures of kids catching fish, uh, catching pumpkin seeds and yellow perch, and I got some cool stuff. So I haven't edited that together yet. That'll come up next week sometime on fishnerds.com. Then the next day, I went to the Saco River with my kids and my dog, and yep. I snorkeled there, and that's where I found the trout. And the, the Saco River in, in North Conway, New Hampshire, is like super clear water. You can see forever. Mm. And that's, that's where I was chasing some brown trout, some rainbows, and some brookies. And that was a fly fishing only section of the river, and so I'd have to get a little fly rod underwater <laughs> to make that work for me. And that would be really challenging to cast that one. <laughs> <laughs> That would. Yeah. I, I would love to see the uh, the game warden flipping through the rules as he uh, well, says you're out there. I mean, I'm sure if, if as long as I'm using a fly rod yeah, and I've got a fly reel on it, casting doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's true. So I wonder if I took That's like the top section of a fly rod, you know, like a three-foot section, and just yeah. taped a fly reel to the bottom of that. Yeah. And then put a fly tippet line on there and then just went underwater and fished, I'd be fly fishing. I know. There's no dork clause for any <laughs> fishing law. There, there might, in New Hampshire, there might be. <laughs> <laughs> they just went, you know what? I, I know technically you're legal, but oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you don't even look cool. You know, a little bit cool with a GoPro on your forehead, really dorky with your tiny ice fly fishing rod. <laughs> so... But it's fun. I mean, I'm really having a good time with it, and I plan on doing it some more. And uh, then I saw online, and we'll put this on fishnerds.com anyway, this viral video going around. Don't mention this. No, I'm saying we never put anything on fishnerds. No, we, sh- we, we should. Oh, okay. Sorry. We should. This is a note to ourselves. It's a note to ourselves. Be very serious. to myself. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll put that up. <laughs> Maybe if we get, get around to it, we'll put that on fishnerds.com. We found a guy... With scuba gear on in a river fishing for smallmouth bass, and he's sitting in the yeah. in the current, and he's able to use the current to cast out a little bit. But he's got he's underwater all the way; he's not snorkeling. Right. So, right. But I so. felt I felt like he trumped me a little bit. I didn't like that feeling. He beats to the punch. Beat me to the punch. So I'm going to have to you, do better. You you need to get one of those hoses and have your kids pump the air compressor. Oh, up on, you know, like one have of you met my rivers? kids? <laughs> they get so distracted. They can't even dinner. Like they get, they get so distracted. Like I would die. <laughs> they would just completely forget I'm down there. Like they'd be pumping away at first. I'd be like, "You're doing a great job." Blah blah blah. But then all of a sudden, I'd be choking, and then my kid Zoe would be going, 
<laughs> hey, look at that bird. And Sam will, Sam will see something shiny on the ground and go, ooh, pretty. And then and that's it. I'd and be dead. It. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be terrible. And then they'd oh. apologize later and everyone forgive them because they're cute, but then I'd be dead. <laughs> so it's a bad idea. Sean Tibbetts. Oh, man, I sure like that guy. I know. I like his name, Captain Sean Tibbetts. I know. Do you think he changed – that's his stage name, like, for fishing? Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's it's just like Frank Jones. <laughs> it's Captain Where's, Sean Tibbetts. You're going to get a phone call from Frank Jones going, um, guys, uh, uh, I like my name. <laughs> my mom gave me that name. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> Oh, your ego's going to get you best of you. <laughs> but, uh, but, but everyone knows Captain Sean. I was yes. in, I was in Saco, Maine the other day at a bait shop, and I said, hey, I'm going shark fishing. And I went to the bait shop. No one cared one bit about who I was there. And I, 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 I was right across from the water park I was bringing my kids to. And I said, hey, I'm going shark fishing next week here on the uh, Miss Megan 2. And they go, oh, you're going with Captain Sean. I went, yeah. And then and they went, okay. And it ended the conversation. And I said, uh, I said, oh, okay, well, okay, I'll, well. Uh, I'll buy a sabiki rig and leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fish. I don't think many people got into fishing because of their people skills. I, but I think if you own a bait shop, you yeah. own a store. Customer service ought to be important to you. It ought to be. It ought it ought to be. You know what I think? I, I think you ought to write a review. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you write it for me. That would be, be oh, there, no you go. there you go. But hey, let's let's talk about Captain Sean. Now, Captain Sean is the captain of the FV fishing vessel Miss Megan Two. You can find that at f slash v Miss Megan Two on Facebook. And he is taking us and a listener shark fishing. It's supposed to be today. In fact, yeah, we were cool. going to record our podcast live from the boat today. That was the plan. We had uh, everything ready to go, except for yeah experience doing that kind of thing. <laughs> so, <Right>. <laughs> everything except the knowledge on how to actually make that work. We had we had going for us. And then uh it turns out today is the worst weather we've had in months. I know, it's so disappointing. There's been tornadoes today, Dave. I know, yeah. I know. Revere got hit yesterday and then today there were tornadoes, I know. Yeah, cars overturned. So anyway, we uh, opted not to go fishing during uh, <laughs> during tornadoes. <laughs> uh, so now we have to wait two full weeks uh, before we can get out there again. But and, we're looking. You know, one of the and, and one of the one of the highlights was me leaving a message at work saying, "Shark fishing trip canceled." You know, going to reschedule. And everybody I talked to at work was like, "What? You're going shark fishing?" They didn't know I was going shark fishing. Uh, isn't it fun and, to say? It is. I know. You feel like you know, like a real person kind of thing. I know. And, and the, uh, the cool thing is we had a photographer lined up to come along with us uh, from yeah. Blind Sky Photography, and everything was set up. And Dave was yeah. going to put my snorkel with a GoPro on and jump in the chum slick and take shark pictures for us. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we can't do it, so sorry. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, in two weeks we'll be recording live from the FV Miss Megan 2. Uh, and meantime, you should be taking your time and head to his Facebook page, hitting that like button, and watching for the news to come in on that trip because it's going to be epic. 
Epic. Epic. We're even going to cook fish and eat them on the boat. I think dogfish. Yeah, that that is going to be exciting. We, yeah. we ought to get our recipes all lined up. <coughs> we should, because we should have like just a bag with, like, drop all the fish in there and shake it up and then throw it in the George Foreman grill. Oh. We're good to go. Hey, I, I double dog dare you, by the way. To what? To bring a banana. On Captain Sean's boat? Yes. I, I think he would lose his mind. I, <laughs> I think he would, too. I, I, I don't know him well enough to want to wanna push him, because we're shark fishing, and uh, a lot can happen out there. Uh, I'm, I might bring a banana, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Just, just to for, watch him lose his. Ah, uh, like I, I won't. Met, he, he, he probably he listens to our show, so I've already. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna frisk you for a banana now. You know, well, you know I, I bet you. Um, you know who doesn't listen to this show? Uh, the photo- our photographer from Wise oh, Guy yeah. Creative. So yeah. I might, I might put a banana in his backpack, <laughs> and while he's unpacking his camera equipment, he go ah, a banana, and. <laughs> been a while since we grooved to the swag. Uh, you know what I like about the swag, Dave, is it makes you <laughs> what dance. Do you, what do you like? It makes you dance. Hey, for, for those who don't know, Dave and I are FaceTiming for the first time ever. I'm looking at Dave <laughs> while he records, and it makes me uneasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but he's he's got his fish nerd swagger on, because he's yes. got his fish nerd's hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <So>. The... Uh... <laughs> But you you have you have hats on hand, right? I I'm been trying to keep just maybe three or four printed and ready to ship. So if people buy them, I can get them out the next day. I shipped out four this week, and people got them the very day the day after I I sent them. So fast shipment. Fishner's hats are twenty dollars each. High quality gray coloring. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you... embroidered hats with the Fishnerds logo on them, and uh, four dollars shipping anywhere in the lower forty-eight continental United States. Ten dollars anywhere else in the whole wide world. And I sent some to Scotland and oh, Canada. <laughs> and, you oh, know, way uh, to Canada. <laughs> and uh, you know, some of you folks may be out there thinking that I mean, I, I know if if I wasn't affiliated with this and I didn't know the backstory. I would think, wow, you know, 20 bucks for a hat, maybe, maybe a lot, maybe, maybe, maybe too much. But you know what? You're getting more than a hat. Mm-hmm. You, are getting, you are getting a piece of the support of the Fish Nerd Nation. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you're getting to participate in the whole social aspect of it. Because what happens is when you get the hat, you will be compelled to take a picture of yourself with the hat. Ooh, and you'll be yeah. compelled to take a picture of the fish that you catch with the hat. Because you will catch more fish yeah. with the hat. Yeah. And uh, it, it's more than a hat. That's all I have to say. It's more than a hat. Well, you know, um, Nancy Close, from uh, Brad Close's wife from Turbo Weedless Spinner, she wears hers every time she fishes. And if you go on her Facebook page, the Turbo Facebook page, you'll see lots of fish nerds hats there with big fish. So, And guaranteed to cover your bald spot. If you've got a bald spot on top of your head, the hat will <laughs> totally cover it up, assuming your bald spot's on the top. It does not help if you're bald on the side of your head. 
Right, but they're, it, it, they're, honestly, they are they are well made hats. So. Yeah, and I can order um, special colors if you don't like gray. Gray is my standard, but if you want anything, I, the guy from Scotland ordered a uh, sea foam green hat. Oh, yeah, well, Scottish. He's Scottish. What does he know? He wears a dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great moments in fishing history. What is this? A new segment? (laughs) (laughs) This is a new segment. This is a very fish nerdy segment. This is this is going deep for the story. Learning, learning more than anybody ought to know about. I, fish. I know, I, I've actually been really enjoying this segment. In the last few weeks, you know, you've done uh, Berkeley and you did um, what's the other one you did? Uh, we did Berkeley and we also did somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> what awesome. the heck was it? I don't it remember. Oh, Zebco, Zebco, Zebco. Yeah, Zero Hour Bomb Company. Uh, yeah. So really good. I've been I've been listening to him back and going, man, we're gonna know so much stuff. <laughs> now you can too with with great moments in fishing history. Today we're talking about the very first plastic worms. The very first, you know, and that's something I hadn't thought about. You know, you, you look at some of these old uh, hard baits. You know, some of the like the big striper plugs and the whatever, and they're coming from almost the turn of the century. And and some of these flies are really old as well. But if you think about it, plastics are fairly new invention. That's true. Um, Fairly new thing. So when I started poking around, it turns out that uh, they've only been around since, I mean, the very earliest, the 40s, and they only really started being used uh, for fishing in the 50s and 60s. And Bill Dance, do you know that name, Bill Dance? Uh, I know that name, yeah. Yeah. Bill Dance was, is uh, like uh, Bill Dance is like, um, like what strippers do. They dance for bills. <laughs> yes, That's how they earn like their that. money. And he was one of the first ones to use a uh, plastic plastic worm in a bass tournament. Really? So, yeah. And um, so this week we are talking about the Cream Bass Company. And is that how you would pronounce it? C-R-E-M-E? Uh, I would. I think it's a terrible name. <laughs> it is a terrible name, but you know what you've done? What? You've offended the owners. Well, thank you who that's I their, was. That's their mm-hmm. last name. Nick... And Cosma Cream. Uh, I bet it's like creme. Creme? Yeah. We'll say creme. We can always email Cosma, Cosma Creme. We'll say yeah. creme. What the heck? So creme, the king of baits. And mm-hmm. the history goes, the lure that had the biggest impact on American fishing, and this is from the About Us page on the Creme Lure Company, uh, started in the late 1940s in a basement in Akron, Ohio. No kidding. That's that's where Nick and Cosma Creme cooked up the perfect combination of vinyl, oils, and pigments to produce a molded worm that not only looked and felt soft and alive, but also stayed that way when exposed to air over time. Really? Yeah. In 1949 uh, would be the official birth year of the now famous Creme Lure. Wow. The first marketed worm was the creme wiggly worm. <laughs> it, it was sold. It's, it's they're going for uh, you know the yeah. name there. Um, it was sold by mail in 1951 at the cost of one dollar for a pack of five. 
you know, the price hasn't gone up all that much when you think about yeah, it in those yeah. terms. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when the product was shown at the Cleveland Sportsman Show, a distributor sold 9,600 packs to curious anglers in just a few days. Wow. So that was a big deal. Big deal. Anglers are so um, curious. Well, and, and you know, we've, we've done the Sportsman Show circuit. Yeah. And to have – can you imagine selling 9,600 of anything? We sold two hats. We sold two hats. Um, so the, the, this was a big deal. The demand soared, and the worm business quickly outgrew Cosma's kitchen. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I like Cosma Creme. That's, I do, what too. What a great name. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, curious now. I'm, now I'm really curious about the pronunciation. Like how wrong are we? <laughs> We're usually very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's when Krems set up a small uh, manufacturing plant in Akron, Akron, Ohio. Uh, the production was better, but they still had trouble meeting orders as demand grew. Huh. Um, and then it goes on to talk about some of the different styles. You know, when they first did the worms, they did them all in the rigging. You've seen it where they have three hooks embedded Yeah, I've seen in those. Plastic. I've never used one. I'm afraid I would get snagged right away. Uh, you know, I used to use those a lot. There was a company called the Kelly Worm, and uh, I grew up using those. They were really good for panfish and stuff like that, and uh, they work pretty well. They're on a snelled hook, right, and they have three hooks coming out of the worm. Yeah, I've seen them. And, it, and it's all one unit. Uh, it's, it's pretty neat. Actually, I used one the other day oh, and okay. uh, caught, caught a one-pound bass, so it was fun. Right, that's how um, you- so Nick, Nick Krem died. He died in 1984. Okay. Uh, ownership of the company was then passed to his three children, and the company continued under the management of his son, Mike. So it's a family-owned business. Is it still family-owned? I assume so. Still yeah. family-owned. And um, pretty neat. Pretty neat how it all started with uh, a husband and wife cooking plastic in the kitchen. Yeah. Now, so now um, – so, so they were in Ohio – Mm-hmm. And now they are in Tyler, Texas. Uh, they're in Tyler, Texas. That's right. That's that's the brief origin history of the Creme Lure Company and the first plastic worm. Look at that. Look well, at hey, that. congratulations to the Creme uh, Company. Yeah. I'm still curious on how to say their name. I might want to call the state <laughs> number and find out. Because <laughs> if it's cream, you're going to be in big trouble. If it's cream, we'll invite them on to shame to shame me. Uh, and they probably like to come on. They, they we have more Facebook fans than them. We do. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I've seen that. God, that, that that brand is so familiar. You know, obviously it's been around as long as I've been. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, even their logo looks vintage and kind of cool. Yeah. That yeah. worm with a crown on the top of it. You know. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very good. Nice job, Dave. Thanks. Nice report. Uh, Love fishing news. All fish news is good news. Usually. Except this. Except if you're the kid <laughs> in this story. Uh, but he'll have a story to tell. That, that's true. So we reported this story um, on our fishnerd.com website. And it, we entitled it Russian Roulette with Poison Reef Fish. By the way, the fishnerds.com is the official news site of fishnerds.com. Yes. 
The fish nerds are happy to learn. This I'm reading from it now.、Uh-huh. Are happy to learn that young Austin Gonglaves, Gon Gonglaves, <laughs>、uh, Austin looks like he was going to re- or looks like he's going to recover from a nasty Sigutara poisoning in the Bahamas. What is a Sigutara? Sigutara. You know that's a good question. So Sigutara is a foodborne illness. Caused by eating certain reef fish. Now the trick that the stinker is that not all these fish are poisonous, and it's not because the species is poisonous; it's because what they eat. Really? So the fl- the flesh is contaminated with toxins originally produced by dinoflagellates, and、uh, there's one species, Gambrudiscus toxicus, lives in tropical subtropical waters. These dinoflagellates adhere to the coral. Algae and seaweed. So these things are stuck to the food、mm-hmm. that the fish are then eat, in turn eat, and then those fish can be eaten by larger carnivorous fish, and in this <coughs> way the toxins move up the food chain and biomagnify. And do they do they live in the meat of the fish? Or so you... they do, and you can't smell it, you can't see it, and you can't cook it out. Oh, you're kidding! And according to the story in the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, you have a one in fifty chance of getting sick from eating a fish in that region from this from this poison. That's pretty good odds. One in fifty, you think? I mean, it's this, in your favor. That's in your favor. I think this kid was in a coma for a week. Maybe he was tired. <laughs> Maybe he was bored. <laughs> one in fifty. So if you knew you had a one in fifty chance of being in a week long coma. Mm, God, that sounds so. Would、nice. you, would you eat that fish? Yes. If that was only the worst thing's going to happen. Oh, like if I wasn't going to die,、yeah. I guess I get to take a nap for a week. <laughs> yes. So like, but a one in fifty, like, like those are terrible. Like odds, like you wouldn't, like odds you winning that is so slim. I mean, must just eat one. Yeah, that's true. By the way, the fish was a mutton snapper. <laughs> so the mutton, s- it does. <laughs> so the mutton snapper,、uh, mutton snapper ended up eating this and and having its its poison in its flesh. So don't use dinoflagellates for bait. That's true. Dinoflagellates bad. Don't bad. use dinoflagellates for deodorant. Nope. Um, don't use dinoflagellates in toothpaste. Nope.、Um, can you sex can you, cream? Don't, I don't even don't, know what that. I don't、it. even know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to explore that any further. <laughs> so that's it. Fish in the news. Russian roulette with poison reef. Good, good news, Dave. Thank you for sharing that with us. And you're welcome. Yeah, never say sex cream again. I'm just, I'm just saying, never say it. Or is it sex creme?、Uh, <laughs> uh, just as just as terrible sounding. <laughs> Only if you said it with a French accent, maybe it would work. I don't know. Sex creme. No, never mind. No, don't do that. I don't like it. <laughs> Cross the line. Let's end this podcast before you hurt someone. That is it. You've listened to a couple of fish nerds when you could have been fishing.、Mm. 
We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quest, and do all sorts of silly things that middle-aged guys do. If you would like to support the Fish Nerds, you can go to fishnerds.com and buy a Fish Nerds hat. Oh, yeah. Special <laughs> special thanks. <laughs> special thanks to Brad Close of Turbo Weedless Spinners for uh, chatting with us about his lures and just being an all-around good guy. And special thanks to Tim from Fish USA. Yeah, big, big apologies from Dave's ego. and until next time follow the code of the fish nerd spawn early and often avoid free lunches with strings attached and swim against the current every chance you get oh dave